everybody this is the log on games podcast for friday march the 31st is there 31 days in march there's 31 uh, days in march right there is but not but it's the 30th let's see yeah Uh, but it's coming out tomorrow okay yes 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 okay i got it yeah we're recording on the 30th uh we we release them on the rebecca black day of the week but we record them on the day before okay i'm a newbie Um, sorry screwed that up that's right uh Glad you guys are joining us here. Um, we're going to talk some some video games. We've got uh, some PAX talk, some E3 talk, some Zelda talk, some good stuff coming up today. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, with us today, we have a good friend of mine, good friend of the show. He's been on a couple times. Uh, actually, technically my boss. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have uh, Ivy Rhodes with us. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Doing real well. Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do a lot of the thumbnails, so that's, that's right. That's yeah, mostly my contribution to the podcast. Yeah. Right, right. We were talking beforehand about your uh, kind of your handles and stuff. You're mostly Ivy Rhodes on everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. on Instagram, it's a little different. It's I, the letter I, the letter V, underscore Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S, which is my last name. And then on everything else, it's my full name, I-V-E-Y-R-H-O-D-E-S, just kind of all crammed together. PlayStation Network, though, it's grade A rock, but rock is spelled R-A-W-K. So Because of when we grew up and we were both punk bands. Yes, exactly. And that was the name of my punk band, and that was the email we used uh, for shows and communication. Mm -hmm. So. When was go. the last time you got an email about anybody asking about your band? Uh, probably 10 years ago or more. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But anyways, we're glad you guys are joining us. We got a lot of good talk today. Some good stuff. Uh, Ivy and I both went to PAX on uh, last Friday. Was it Friday? Last yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah, it's almost been a week. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it seems like literally like two days ago. Uh, had a good time, played some games, and we're going to talk about that. But first... We are going to talk about some Zelda. Uh, and before that, I just want you guys to know this is the Logo Games Podcast. It is a weekly show every Friday in which our hosts discuss a variety of gaming news topics from new games, big announcements, events, and more. New episodes every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Napster, Walkman. I don't know. All the things. It is on everything. YouTube included. If you want to see our faces, YouTube is the way to go for that. And uh, yeah, if you uh, if you do that, please give us a thumbs up, uh, five stars. Uh, I don't know. There's every site has their own way of rating things, but please do that. And uh, equally as important, comment uh, if you have a question or want to say something. Um, please do. Um, you have our our PlayStation handles and all that stuff out there, so come play games with us or do whatever. But starting off, get those sweet algorithm juices rolling. That's right. Start. Yeah, a hundred percent right. Starting off. With our guest, Ivy. What games have you been mm-hmm. playing, man? Yeah, so um, I'm old and I have children, so my game playing can uh, can sometimes like be a little here or there. But I just finished God of War Ragnarok. It took. I know it's been out for a long time. I got it at Christmas, and I finished it um, just uh, two nights ago. So nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So what I love about those games is the stories are unbelievable. They really do it excellent job like with a lot of sony first party games stories are incredible mm-hmm. um you know gameplay wise it is <clears throat> it got a little frustrating at points um i did i do have one th- thing that i can't seem to find on the internet that if anybody out there can verify this i would like to know so what happened to me is i would go into a battle and i would mm-hmm. lose this battle like three times because i'm not good at games and uh and then eventually i would win the battle but the time I won the battle, I would always win it like easy. And it was always seemingly like the fourth or fifth time. So I had this thought that I wonder mm-hmm. if the game like reduces like the difficulty. Scales yeah, scales the difficulty level down to allow you to get through. It doesn't tell you, you know, like it's just behind the scenes. I don't know that. I couldn't confirm it on the internet. I looked around. Hmm. Um, but yeah, but overall, uh, I really enjoyed the game. There's still a lot more to do um, in it because mm-hmm. it's sort of that open world deal. But yeah, so that's um, that's what I've been playing. Recommend it. 
Um, hopefully it lands on PlayStation Plus in the next few months. That'd be pretty cool. So I, I would think it will at some point. Yeah. What would your uh, better or worse than the first one? The first one had more like awe value because I had never seen anything like that before. I played two other God of Wars before that. They were um, not like that. <laughs> no. And watching this one, just like the way the camera even worked through was like, whoa, this is unbelievable. Uh, like cool. it, it never left uh, Kratos, I don't believe. Um, and in this one, it's the same kind of thing, but none of that stuff is new and fresh. It's like we'd already seen it. Um, graphics are a little bit better. I think, uh, I, you know, there are a couple of things. I never use the combo system very much. If mm-hmm. I did, it was usually on accident because they have like mm-hmm. an almost like Street Fighter-esque combo system. Yep. And you know what? I just want buttons on the screen that I can press. Like give me like a scroll scroll wheel or something that allows me to pick certain like magical mm-hmm. things you can do. And there, there are a few <clears throat> kind of hot mm-hmm. buttons that you can set, <clears throat> excuse me, for some things, but... For the most part, uh, all your moves are like kind of mapped to Street Fighter esque type mm-hmm. things, um, and I just was never going to try to remember those. I just hacked yep. and slashed my way through it, and I, for the most part, did a pretty good job at making it through. Yeah, I, I think when I, I just remember when I, when I played the first one, there's really like you find a combo or two or three that you like and just use those all the time. <laughs> it's about absolutely. I, I can't, I can't remember all of them. Just give me like the two I like. Yeah. Um, Cool, cool. Anything else you've been playing, or are you just kind of like just finished that and? Uh, I mean, figuring out what's next. Yeah, just figuring out what's next. Um, we'll talk Resident a little Evil? bit about. Uh, that's that's one of them. Also, Metroid is one thing I'm I'm playing with. Yeah. It's hard to justify buying both right now because I know, like I said, mm-hmm. old kids don't have a lot of time. I know if I buy both, I will not finish both. So mm-hmm. I got to decide uh, economically which way I'm going to go on that. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would say those two games should probably be in your top 15 essential games of the GameCube, but we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been playing MLB The Show. It came out uh, the, Makes sense. either the day of or the day before Resident Evil, and I just kind of had to make that call of which one I wanted to get, and mm-hmm. as much as I love Resident Evil 4, and it would be in my top five fi- favorite games of all time i've also beaten it a lot of times in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways and mm-hmm. i will beat this one again i just yes. i'm just gonna wait a couple weeks probably yep <laughs> um, yeah, i hear you so kind of going on the baseball thing today uh or yesterday if you're listening to us is opening day and uh so the red Sox really stunk it up so we're, we're not gonna talk about that but anyway. well the Braves won, and that's most important. <laughs> so, uh, good time. Andrew loves it when we talk baseball on the show, so I'm going to do it all that we can. <laughs> well, ML, it's appropriate because it is a video game, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you say that MLB The Show, was it 23? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. MLB The Show 23? Is it, uh, is it everything you hoped it would be? Uh, it's not free, and I had hoped it would be free. And okay. that I'm not even joking about that. Okay. Uh, because, let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Not only is it on Game Pass for Xbox, okay. but it is it was on Game Pass for early access. So if you bought the expensive version of the game, you got it either three or four days early, right? Okay. And that was on it was on Game Pass at that time okay. for free. It's mm-hmm. a Sony. It's a San Diego Studios. It's a Sony game. Mm-hmm. And it's not on Sony's thing. That's weird. That's Super strange. Weird. Yeah. I'm not saying, and I get the fact that Sony makes the game; they want to make the money off of it. But I don't. What I don't get is why they can put it on Xbox, like put it on Xbox, but not on Game Pass. That is you weird. Know what I mean, oh, wait, you know wait, wait. so it's let me just try. It's on Xbox, not on Game Game Pass. No, no, no. They should have it on Xbox, not on Game Pass. It, oh, if yeah. They're going. It to should be the opposite, and it should be on PlayStation Plus at a reduced rate yeah. or free, even. Yeah. Yes. Or, so they could do the whole opposite Call of Duty, what we a lot a lot of us think right, is going to happen with the Call of right. Duty eventually. Correct, and I mean especially because <clears> the only reason that it's on Xbox at all is because the MLB made them. Basically, they said put it on there. We're going to revoke our MLB license because we want the game to be for everyone to play. Wow. Anyways, that's wild. Interesting, very interesting. But first thing, we're going to go straight in to uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom, Tears, Tears. of the Kingdom. TRs. No, uh, they did come out and officially say it is 
tears of the kingdom. They did. So it's not tears. Yeah. But you know, tears may, would be kind of a cool deal. You start to think like you could warp around or there's going to tear, mm-hmm. you're going to tear into the dark world or something. That's a lot of Zelda. Yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. That's anyway. Zelda, Zelda through time. We've done that before. Yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, uh, they came out with some gameplay video. Uh, not a whole lot, but uh, no, some gameplay. Video. Was it two days ago? Something like that. Um, yes. What did you? Uh, were, were you like on the edge of your seat, ready for that one? I was. I was watching it on the way to work. So on a, the oh. way to our meeting to work, I was watching it. Um, nice. Not driving, nice. by the way. Uh, and uh, it was. Um, it was awesome. Like it was so exciting. So there's a couple of things I've been following along really uh, closely. I loved Breath of the Wild and I would go on record as saying Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. I know that a lot of people feel that way. Not everybody, mm-hmm. um, yes. but a lot of people do. But um, I would say it is. And so I'm just really excited about this. And there'd been some kind of speculation. That there'd be some sort of crafting system. Um, and there was a little bit of a crafting system in the original with the cooking you know, it was like a minor, very minor crafting system. And this, it's like, it seems like it is just all kinds of stuff can connect to all kinds of stuff and make all mm-hmm. kinds of different weapons and all kinds of different vehicles. And um, it, yeah, it looked, it looked awesome. I know that in Breath of the Wild, when crafting wasn't like crafting, um, like weapons and vehicles wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. People were still crafting weapons and vehicles out of yeah. using all the different uh, mm-hmm. uh, tech, uh, techniques that you get in the game. And, um, yeah, they did awesome stuff. I can't even imagine what is going to happen in this game when this gets to, um, be around for five years or so, kind of like breath of the wild has been. And so I just imagine we're going to get some really good Twitch streams. We're going to get some really great mm-hmm. YouTube mm-hmm. videos out of this and, and TikToks now, uh, that are going to be extremely entertaining of how people are breaking the game and, and making the game do things that, no one ever thought it could. Um, but yeah, so I think the, the big new thing is the crafting system that every item can be combined with another item to the point where like your arrows, he, they show at one point you can combine it with an ice jelly uh, and you can turn it into an ice arrow. Um, and, it, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then you can combine it with an eyeball, like a monster eyeball. Um, uh, I, I'm see. Whatever I can't called. remember the name of the bat. Yeah. And it becomes a homing arrow and, and, uh, can get, a, you know, shoot a bird out of the sky. And, and it looks like there's just a ton of other things you can combine it with that they don't do it, uh, in the, um, in the 10 minute gameplay demo. But yeah, the, it seems pretty much endless. I cannot, I bet the five years or six years that this thing's been in development has just been all about combining all the millions of different mm-hmm. ways that all these different things can combine. Yeah. But, uh, everything from Minecraft. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everything from like, um, uh, you can pick up a stick and then connect it to a pitchfork and make a really long pitchfork that you can hit enemies from, you know, 20 yards away or something. And, and, um, yeah, super Mm -hmm. cool. So I think the crafting system is gonna be awesome. The vehicles look really cool where you can just put logs together, put some, uh, glue logs together, then glue some, uh, fans on them, you know, and then fly away. It looks as though there might be some places you can either buy resources or get resources around Mm -hmm. the world. Um, that's yep. Trade for resources. So that's gonna be really a cool aspect to the game. I think Mm -hmm. the, um, the new enemies look interesting. Uh, constructs look interesting. Um, have you ever, Watch the movie Hal's Flying Castle. I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> well, it's a Studio Ghibli or Ghibli. Oh. I think it's Ghibli uh, movie. Uh, my daughter is really into Studio Ghibli, so I've watched them all. And okay. um, and uh, it reminds me of Hal's Flying Castle because um, okay. in that movie, they have these construct-like creatures. Um, okay. And uh, they're not bad. But they're also they do protect the castle, and so I think that okay, might be okay. some of what's going on. So these aren't necessarily bad creatures, but they've just been programmed to, you know, right. work in a certain way. Yeah. So right. yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and I love the three di- uh, the three dimensional you know aspect of it. Like Breath of the Wild was three dimensional because you could climb, and that was a big deal back then. I mean, now a lot of stuff does it, it you know. Um, mm-hmm. But when it did it, that was like a big deal. Climb anything anywhere, mm-hmm. and um, this is even more so. Like you can take you know, rocks, to climb it. <laughs> right? You can take rocks up into the sky and reverse time. It, like the rock comes down and then he stands on it and he reverses time and it goes up to the 
the Skyloft, you know, as essentially kind of what it was to call back to uh, an earlier Zelda. Um, But yeah, and uh, it's it looked like there's no loading times between the Mm -hmm. sky area and the ground, which is awesome because one of the things in Skyward Sword that was a little bit kind of, you know, frustrating was the loading times between going from the ground to the sky. And it's like they've said they, they went back to that concept, but with I know the switch is not very powerful compared to our consoles, you know, the bigger consoles, but still way more powerful than the Wii was, um, mm-hmm. you know, so they're able to kind of stream all that stuff in and it looks awesome. Um, yeah. Did you get to watch it? Uh, I did. I did. I watched it today, actually. Um, okay. But and the crafting thing is interesting because I, I've been on, I've gone on record to say that's one of the reasons it's one of the it's one of the largest things. If Actually, that's the number one thing about uh Oh my gosh! Not Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild that I hated. Okay, the the like the cooking part of it and those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm obviously not against crafting, uh, just based off the amount of time I've spent in my life in Minecraft. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not opposed to, and I actually I didn't like it because I felt like it took away, like it was a it was something I didn't want to do, and mm-hmm. it kind of like was like okay, I have to do these. Things. You don't really have to, but it's sure super beneficial if you do those yeah things. yeah like you yeah for sure and, and i was like i gotta do this or whatever and then i'll get back to the game i really want to play yeah. uh whereas in uh tears of the kingdom it was more like okay now that it's robust and built out to be what it what it is or yeah. you know what they're making into i'm like okay now i'm more interested in it <laughs> you know which is it's weird i guess there's a certain middle ground that i just don't like that i'm learning <laughs> uh yeah 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 where it's like craft ish yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how it all turns out. But to me, it looks mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people that were disappointed. I saw some stuff online disappointed about the, you know, Hyrule and how it seems to be very similar to the first one, at least when you're not in the sky. I get that. Some of the music seems similar. Um, and to me, that's kind of cool because I assume they're going to repopulate this world with mm-hmm. new things all over the place. And so I'm not as worried about a hill being in the same place as long as it's a lot more to do. And the other thing too is because they kept it what it is, uh, they saved probably years off of development time. Yeah. As opposed to making a whole new world. You know what I mean? They still spent so many years. It had to be all the crafting stuff. (laughs) Like I, I, somebody's going to figure out the mathematics on this probably soon after it comes out uh, Mm -hmm. on how many different things and combinations can be made. Mm -hmm. And it's probably, it's probably in the hundreds of thousands. Like it, it quickly multiplies. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it also, it makes me think of I don't know, just some of the games that I've, that I've played over the years and especially recently as powerful as our, you know, PS five and Xbox is or whatever. There's just some games where you go, you know, this game looks good. It plays fairly smoothly and stuff, but you can just tell it's not optimized very well. And mm. you look at a team like that and you go, they are getting, they're squeezing every ounce out of that system that they can. And I wish more people would do that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just random loading times in games where there shouldn't be and all kind of stuff. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. I hear the volumetric clouds are blowing the minds of developers because it was said that it was impossible on the switch. And somehow it seems to be that the team over at uh breath of, uh, excuse me, uh, tears of the kingdom has made volumetric clouds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, talented it was guys said to be impossible but everybody knows nothing is impossible with link <laughs> right that we've down. learned <laughs> we've write that down we learned over here uh can't wait what's the um what's the date on on release by the way oh it's in may yeah it's I in may know this. right it's it's yep. pretty soon though so we're i i, I did uh you know i love how he started he started the uh that stream by basically saying hey we're showing you all this stuff now because this is done May 12th. Yeah, we're done. May 12th. May the 12th be with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of May, May, speaking of baseball, going to the Red Sox on May the 4th on Star Wars Are Day. You? So, yeah, man. Nice. Is that why you're going? Absolutely. Nice. Obi-Wan Kenobi. If you're watching on YouTube, I have Obi-Wan Kenobi. Or if you're not watching on YouTube, I have Obi-Wan Kenobi shirt on. Yeah. Well, you ruined the surprise for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, it, I'm looking forward to it. It's um, this is I don't know. You have Resident Evil that just came out to perfect tens all over the place, and I'm like, can it get Game of the Year again? But you also have Zelda coming out. 
you know, have there's just a lot of things. There's a lot. Yeah, of yeah. I hear Resident Evil is a true remake too. It's not just a remaster. Like they redid a lot of things. There's a there's a lot of things that are different too. So I think it kind of moves into that mm-hmm. territory where it would be considered for a game of the year. But at the yes. same time, I think the fact that it's a remake does kind of diminish whether they would give it to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. I think more, uh, I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but I think more of a factor is the fact that it's out now and is not coming out. And if that game came out in October, I think it would have a significantly better chance. You know, it just tends to be the games at the beginning of the year get more forgotten unless they Mm. are just, uh, I don't know. But Resident Evil 4, if you haven't played it, go play it. It's so good. Yeah, I know. Like we're in the generation that loved that game, played that game on GameCube, PlayStation Two, and such. And we, um, yeah, we, yeah, that's right. Came out for we. That was my favorite way to play it. That's right. That's the, you told me the other day that was the first way you played it, right? Yep. Or at least played it through. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, one of the best games of all time. So, like, even if uh, I mean, it's probably expensive on Wii these days, but if you can get it on mm-hmm. one of the uh, well, yeah, older consoles too, or you have it, or you know somebody that has it. You can play that version; it's still great. It's a little, you know, it's a little dated, but it's still a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of those things too that I'm just so impressed by how they do the controls of that game because they're they don't feel clunky, but they mm-hmm. don't feel so fluid to where you can do anything. And it's part of the survivor portion of the game. It's yeah. Like a, it's, it's not it's it's a horror themed game more than it's a horror game it's a survival game really mm-hmm. and the controls just kind of lend itself towards that extra stress of like oh they're getting close <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's it's fun roundhouse kick them um that's right that's or the swipe with your knife. In the head or shoot them in the leg and then go kick them that's right uh i do hear that you can shoot on the run in the new one so Okay, that played, sort of changes things, but that maybe I played, I'm wrong. I haven't played the demo. I played the demo, and I don't remember being able to do that. If I remember correctly, you could still move while shooting or while aiming down the sights, or whatever. But you moved pretty slow. Okay, that makes um, sense. I mean, that seems like it would break the game if you could just like run around like. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong. Game. Maybe that's just maybe I'm just misremembering. But I agree, it does seem like it would break the game. Yeah, uh, I've already seen some stuff online where some people are kind of. Uh, not breaking, but found some little uh, mm-hmm. exploits and stuff in areas that are like exploits that are were built into the game to work mm-hmm. that way. I just mm-hmm. think this, uh, I don't want to spoil things for people, but pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, Ivy, myself, yes. and Ivy's son went to PAX yes. on Friday. Um, there was a lot of people at PAX, and I thought it was a lot of people, and you had said that there was more people the last time you were there. Um, 100%. Uh, like a lot more, but there was a lot of really cool games. There's a lot of stuff that we wanted to do, a lot of stuff that we um, still get to play some games I'd never heard of, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. There's things like Street Fighter Six that was there that we got to see but didn't get to play. Uh, Dead Island Two, I got to see, I didn't get to play. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff. What what was uh what was like the the thing that stuck out the most to you from our our day at PAX? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um... So I think are, are you going to talk about the the car game the panel? we played? Yeah, oh, the card game, oh, the car okay. car game. The I can't remember what it's called Pacific, not Pacific oh, Rim. Pacific Drive. Pacific, Pacific Drive, Drive would have been my most uh, hyped thing from that from Pac. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll let you talk about that. Um, uh, so one cool thing I played was actually t- this game called Toxic Crusaders. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really neat. Uh, they had a really great booth too. Very, very entertaining. It so was. Toxic Crusaders is kind of an old side scrolling beat 'em up type uh game. Like think um I'm going real old school here, but Streets of Rage or Ninja uh, Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yep. Those kinds That's of things. That's what it made me think of. Yep. Yep. And I played a lot of those growing up. Uh, I played probably mm-hmm. every single Ninja Turtles side scroller. I played a lot of uh, Streets of Rage. Um, and so I enjoyed that. It really brought me back. I realized that Toxic Crusaders, when I went to go look up the Wikipedia page, or just look it up online, the Wikipedia mm-hmm. page came up. It was a cartoon from when we were kids that was, I guess I was supposed to compete with Ninja Turtles or something. And I believe, I could be wrong, I believe I saw that it was a game as well. Maybe so, yeah. I, I just 
I like vaguely remember it, but it's almost like reverse Mandela syndrome. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like I this when I saw it there, I was like, oh, this reminds me of things from the 90s. But I didn't realize that the reason it reminded me of things from the 90s because it was actually from the 90s. Anyway, um, so Tox- it was Toxic uh, Crusaders was a game on the Sega Genesis. There you go. Well, then that makes perfect sense. I'm a Genesis guy. I started out as a Genesis guy. When Same. Sega, when Sega, you know, sort of shut down their console business, switched over to Nintendo for the most part. But now I'm at everything, um, so I don't mm-hmm. care. But anyway, um, yeah. So, okay. So it was cool. Yeah, it was, it was a great. It was all pixelated, great art. I've, you know, yeah. but um, also ex- weirdly HD in some ways. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like cutscene stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very high definition. Um, but yeah, it enjoyed that. That was a fun game. Fun. I don't know if it's a game that I would purchase myself. It depends how much it was. If it was ten bucks, I'd definitely mm-hmm. purchase it. If it's like a fifty dollar game, probably not for me. But sure, sure. Yeah. So I think that was one of my my highlights uh, of something mm-hmm. I played there. Yeah, they really. I'm hoping and I'm assuming that it'll have online multiplayer where you can do that online. Uh, I think that's pretty necessary for that game. Um, yeah. Not a game that I would play very much by myself, but you get together with some guys. It's a fun time. It really, mm-hmm. it super reminded me of those old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Mm-hmm. Um, really fun. Absolutely. Had, a, had a good time. Had a good time with that. Um, trying to look, I'm just, I made a short list of some of the things that we've played that I wanted to mention. Um, there's a game coming out called Recreation. Hmm. But oh, yeah. You guys played that. W- I didn't play that. Yeah. Yeah. W-R-E-C. Oh, like you there. It is a racing game that is predicated basically on, like, taking people out. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, uh, collisions and, you know... You knock somebody over the barrier and it goes slow motion, like when they when they're they're dying, <laughs> basically mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, it was alright. It was pretty decent. Uh, a game called Outcast Two that uh, me and, and Quentin played. Um, it reminded me a lot of um, not in theme, but in the way the game felt and going around yeah. and playing. I think it's going to be a lot like Mass Effect, just in a different world, a different place. It, it kind of had that. I don't know. It just made me, it felt like a Mass Effect game, uh, even though it was a, not a space theme at all. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw you pointed it out to me, and it looked mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, it almost mm-hmm. reminded me uh, the aesthetic was Mass Effect like, but then also mm-hmm. where you were reminded me of um, uh, Horizon a little bit, yeah. like hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like some a lot of technology, but also still primitive. Anyway, yeah. Cool, cool aesthetic. That's a good way to say that. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. Um, and then one more before we talk about Pacific Drive. Uh, there's a game there called WrestleQuest that we got to play a little bit right at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> in there. Uh, pretty cool game. I think yeah. uh, based off of a, one of the panels that we didn't go to, I think this game is actually closely affiliated with an actual somebody who was a wrestler who maybe now makes games i think that's kind of what what this going yes it seems like to me from a wrestler's point of view and it's really interesting because it's a wrestling game it's almost wrestling themed game it's kind of made me think of like the old school like mario and was mario and luigi yeah, uh, there's there's all kinds of Mario and Luigi RPG type games. Yeah, yeah, it's the RPG uh, ones where yeah. you like you'll do an attack and then when you jump on their head, you have to press the button at the time and you'll get you know an extra damage or whatever. It was that was basically what it is. You're like uh, turn based selecting wrestling moves or taunting or yeah. pinning or whatever, and um, it was it was pretty interesting. There's some tag team stuff going on. You can have a manager with you that can maybe do some moves that you can't do or whatever. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. I played it until the show shut down. So yeah, uh, I think we we're playing it. I mean, I played it for like almost 30 minutes and time flew. Same. So that tells you that it's a, it's a good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least from what I played was a good game. And I, yep. and I could have played more and I was trying to play more, but the woman came over and tapped me on the shoulder and said, we're shutting it down. I said, oh, I know. Okay. I, know. <laughs> um, I think at that point we were the only three people there playing it by the time we stopped. Um <laughs> Uh, but it's kind of a like, uh, little bit of the old school uh, graphics. Looks like mm-hmm. it's probably yeah. like, a, like a Super Nintendo type. 
uh graphics kind of you you know mm-hmm. very top down running around doing stuff and then when you you get into a, a wrestling ring or which i thought was cool i got far enough where we did uh one of the quests in the game where you're still doing the wrestling moves because you're fighting a bad guy but you're nowhere near a wrestling ring you're like in a uh yeah store that, yeah it's like, like some kind of like a convenience store or something i, I can't remember yeah but it was cool yeah, yeah. It was cool. Fun yeah. game. Uh, very interesting idea. Uh, again, one of those I'm probably not paying 50 bucks for. It comes out for 15 or 20. I'm going to probably get it. Like, uh, or I thought it was fun. Comes out on Game Pass or it comes out oh, like... yeah. For sure. Drops on sale. You know, you, you um, put it on your favorites list on Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. and whenever it drops, you will get a mm-hmm. notification that it has yeah. uh, dropped in price. So, Yep, absolutely. Um, and then the, the last game I want to talk about that we played uh, was probably i think both of our favorites uh pacific drive pacific yeah. drive is a game that we saw I'm trying to think of when we saw it first it was during a remember? playstation yeah it was during a playstation um thing. whatever state of play type deal yeah yeah uh, fairly recently like within the last mm-hmm. definitely within the last like six eight months or so i think yeah it was the first time we saw it uh if you remember it's a game where you are in a car, you're driving through the Northwest, and really, they didn't show much of it uh, at the PlayStation no. thing. I don't believe it was just they showed you driving, and they showed you know lots of you know bad mm-hmm. weather around you, and some anomalies, and some electricity, <laughs> and some yep. funkiness, and yep. that was about all you get to see. It's like it's a game about driving through the Northwest. I almost feel like it was in a sizzle reel, and it was like fifteen right. or twenty seconds long. Yeah, yes, that's definitely how it felt. How it felt, uh, but we got to play it, and I think it was a, uh, I think it was a twenty-minute limit. Maybe they put on. They let you mm-hmm. play basically for twenty minutes, um, and I actually only played it for a few minutes, and then had to stop uh, to to do something. And we watched you play the rest of your time. And while we were doing that, I talked to uh, one of the guys that made the game. Um, okay. The guy, the guy whose idea it was, um, had already left for the day, so he's like the creator of the game. Okay. The guy that I was talking to said uh, he was the guy that he called and <laughs> says he's like he called me and I know how to make games, so I made it yeah. <laughs> make I made a game. It's like okay, uh, so it was really cool to talk to him a bit and kind of see where some of their their heart is behind it and what they're going for. And um, one thing is a lot of a lot of times those like indie ish type games that that PlayStation shows on their things are they're small games. And this is not, he said, this is, he's like, it's not finalized, but 20 to 30 hours of, uh, probably like for a complete playthrough kind of thing. Um, and it's almost roguelike, but not really. It's kind of, (laughs) kind of what he was saying as to where, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like the idea is you're driving this car. You start out at a gas station, Mm -hmm. uh, you kind of repair your car a little bit and then you take off and you're trying to drive. And I, I believe the idea is find out what the source of all this, these crazy anomalies that are going on around you are, but you can pull over and hop out of your car anytime you want. Yep. And walk around first person. Yeah, absolutely. Walk around first person, gather resources, um, yeah, all all kinds of stuff. And then use that stuff to then upgrade your car in various different ways. And one of the cool parts about it that I thought was that once you like, if I play for 15 hours or say, say I play the whole game all the way through and I get the end and I beat it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you do the same thing. If we compared our cars at the end of the game, I think they're going to look very different because you can kind of upgrade seem that way. Yeah. Just kind of based off of whatever you're looting and finding or like, man, I really, I need more of this to get this upgrade. So I'm going to look for that and drive until you see that and go out and get it or whatever. And so mm-hmm. you can like go for more damage. You can go for more, I think some more offensive type uh, things. I could be wrong. I want to say somebody said flamethrower at some point, which that, that would be cool. Seems like possible. It's possible. You know, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, that was really cool. And then I, I talked to him about like the possibilities of if they will, um, have the ability to play the game with a steering wheel uh, or yeah. something like that. And there's some, there's some challenges to that because of the, I could see part that where you get out of your car and you play first person. But yeah. The part where you're driving, like that would just add another level of immersion mm-hmm. and they're, they're still working on it. Maybe that is, maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. But if that never comes to fruition, I thought the game was still really cool. <laughs> yeah. It was way cooler. than I thought I'll tell you what it reminded me of just a little bit. Did you play, um, um, 
Oh my gosh, I, my brain just went blank. What's the game where you fl- where you start out on a planet with a ship that's broken and you have to fix it and you can fly to like a billion different planets? No Man's Sky. Can't, yep. There you go. Yep. Uh, yep. The beginning of No Man's Sky, which I felt, I know it's changed a lot and they fixed a lot of things. I dropped off pretty quickly because I never came back after that. Well, I came back a couple of times. But anyway, mm-hmm. I know it became a totally different game. But that beginning section where you're trying to get your ship working, to me, was the mm-hmm. most compelling part of the early game at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so it felt like that just a little bit, like you're trying to get mm-hmm. this vehicle together that you can then go and, and complete missions or I don't know if it's missions exactly, but complete this game that, yep. um, yep. you know, that, that, uh, or complete this, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right word for it. I don't even know. What I, it I'm, is. I'm, I'm unsure <laughs> if it's like a mission based game or if it's like, mm-hmm. there's just this one thing you have to do. And, but you're gonna yeah. have to do a million things in between to get there. But yeah. you know, there's one goal. But anyway, anyway, yeah, really compelling, and um, and it it's had a lot of um, kind of atmospheric storytelling where it's just like yeah. they they weren't really telling any story except that you could look around and see that things had happened, and um, mm-hmm. like even little key fobs in your car would. You know, give a certain sense of maybe the kind of person, you know, kind of person you are. And, uh, you know, maybe you find out you have a kid at some point or I don't know. There's all kinds of different ways that it could go. But, yeah, really, really cool game. Yeah. And and I kind of like I said, I was talking to that guy and he said they're not calling it a roguelike. I forget the word, the term that he used. He kind of I think he kind of made up a word for it. Something to do with like run runs or run throughs or something, because I believe like there's going to probably come a time where you die or I did die, but I think I came to the end of the demo. Yeah. Everything turned red and I burned up. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But I believe it's like, if that happens to you, when you start back over or however you go, your car is still upgraded to the point where it was before. And so I think like that car kind of continues. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. It's just super cool. And it seems like there is a lot of like, all right, this is the one mission you have to do. And then, you play the game for an hour and now you have six side missions that you can do. Yeah. If you want. It does seem that way. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. Cause I was playing a section where I had to collect like three of these orbs that mm-hmm. I don't really know what they did. Uh, exactly. It wasn't, that wasn't clear in the demo to me at least, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so I guess it does have some sort of mission based system. Um, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I actually am really interested in learning more about that. Yes. Uh, a game that when I saw it, I was like, oh, cool. We play this. I thought this looked in- interesting when we first saw it. I was like, yeah, well, why not play it? After playing it, after watching you kind of uh, play longer than I did, uh, I'm, unless something changes, I'm, I'd love to buy it when it comes out. Like, I'm in. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was super cool. So Yeah, me too. Uh, big ups to Pacific Drive. You you, you won packs for me. Yeah, what, what, yeah. Yeah, exactly. One cool thing too, just real quick, I was thinking that you control your camera inside the car too. So yeah. normally when you're, you know, in a driving game is basically the camera's in front of you. Maybe you can turn a little bit to the left or the right if you use one of the analog sticks, but this is like, you can, can you can look anywhere in your car. And so you don't have a map, uh, like right. a mini map. You literally have a computer screen off to your right that you mm-hmm. have to like use your analog stick to look at. But to do that, you take your eyes off the road, which means that you have to then pull back up and look on the road to make sure you're not going to run into something or some kind of mm-hmm. crazy uh, lightning monster in front of you is trying to suck right. in or something. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool dynamics mm-hmm. to it that are, um, yeah, that just make it extra interesting. Did you do what I did? And the first time I got out of my car, it started rolling backwards because I'd forgotten to look down and put it in park. No, I didn't. I couldn't figure. I, I was. I just thought if I sat down, it was just going to crank up and go. But you have to like crank it up, then you have to put it in drive, and then you, yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time I got out, it started rolling backwards because I didn't look down and put it in park. <laughs> it's like real life. Like, yep. Uh, but yeah, it's super fun. Uh, yeah, really enjoy that. And then that was the highlight of the of packs for me. The low light of packs for us. <laughs> I say low light. It really was. It was mostly enjoyable. I just don't agree with a lot of stuff. Yes, low light impact for us. Burned it down. No, we went to a panel uh, that I <laughs> wish that we could do an entire episode on this and fix it, fix their panel. Um, but we should do an entire episode we could, on this. We could. There, the panel was called. I, be, I believe it was called the GameCube is the greatest console of all time. 
That's correct, yeah. Or something very similar to that. Yes. And they were not debating whether or not the GameCube is the greatest <laughs> console of all time. It's a given. They were just saying, it is. Which, you know what? It's their panel. I am fine with that as the premise of a panel. No problem. <laughs> they they can, proved their point a little bit. Like, they talk, They didn't just, they did, they didn't debate it, but they did kind of give their reasons for saying that. Sure, yeah. absolutely. And they spent the first half of the uh, hour doing that. And kind mm-hmm. of talking about the history of the GameCube. It's kind of cool to walk down memory lane of some of the stuff, some of the peripherals they had for it and all that kind of stuff. Some of the uh, picture of Christina Aguilera carrying a GameCube. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was That's the crazy. most nine or early 2000s uh, thing ever. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of cool to go down that. And then the last 30 minutes, they decided that this is what they were going to do. They were going to come up with the 15 essential essential gamecube games mm-hmm. or the 15 game essential collection of the game however you want to say it the if you buy I, a gamecube yeah go yeah. ahead sorry i was say that's exactly what i was gonna say that's the way that i kind of frame it if you got a friend who buys a gamecube and says i what game should i get these are the 15 games you're telling them to get and boy <clears> this <throat> is where this panel went off the rails off the rails it was an absolute joke an absolute joke. I it couldn't really kind of was. Really <laughs> uh, considering the people on the panel were like not only well versed in the GameCube, but many of them, I mean, they were at a panel that says it's the greatest console of all time. So they should be the wellest versed. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and they came up with two games each. There's five of them on the panel. So they gave you 10 games that they said, these are the, each of these are my two games that I think there should they should be in the list of 15 greatest games. And then they allowed the crowd to come up to a microphone and have 15 seconds to say, I think this game should be on the list. And this is why mm-hmm. once they got to 15 games, you could still say, I think this game should be on the list and it should replace this other game that is on the list. And this is why. Mm-hmm. And then they would all vote, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. If it was three out of five or more, then that's what won. Yes. Um, and there were two giant travesties that I, yes. kind of invalidate the whole list for me. Before we get to the giant travesties, can I say uh-huh. one thing though? Say it. this is my this is my opinion of that that panel. I think these people played the GameCube when they were children, children. Like almost everybody in the room yes. when they were children. So the only games that they knew of were the games that they owned and their parents would buy for them. And so I just have, there were like major blind spots to some of the most impressive games of all time, not just the most impressive games on the GameCube. So, okay. Even if that is not true, that's how they made it seem. (laughs) I know that's a little patronizing on me. I apologize, but that's, I just can't get over it. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I'm saying either that is true or that's at least how they made it seem. Um, Yes. I, I don't know how no one on the panel nor anybody that went up to a microphone mentioned the fact that Metroid Prime was a GameCube game that should probably be on this list of greatest games of all time. It should be, you could put it on the list of 15 greatest games of all time, and I wouldn't argue with you. Right, Uh, I'd be like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't understand. Um, But at least least Metroid Prime was shown on the screen at one point earlier in the (laughs) panel. For about it was, but it was seconds. not part of the. It was not part of their list, and it was not part yeah. of anybody's suggestion to be on the list. <clears throat> it's one of the games that I said I'm not even going to get in line because I know that if I mention Metroid Prime, it's already going to be mentioned in front of me, so I'm going to get in line for no reason mm-hmm. to get up to this mic. So I just didn't even get up. And yep. then when we got to the end, and it was never mentioned, I was like, I mean, no one on the panel even said, "I can't believe that we didn't even mention Metroid Prime." Anyway, yep. Yeah, and it's not like Period. it was brought up, and they just were like, "Oh, great game," but it's just not top fifteen from like it was never mentioned. No one said the words. Uh, yep. Like I said, at least that made the screen for a few seconds earlier in the panel. But yes. what never made a screen, <laughs> what was never mentioned, is Resident Evil Four, which is unbelievable. Yes, absolutely it's unbelie- unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable because originally it was a GameCube exclusive, which is very strange. And yep. I know it didn't end up that way, but that. They didn't just do exclusives to GameCube. Like if that yes. would have been the case, then maybe you could have been the case that Resident you could have made the case Resident Evil 4 doesn't get on that list. I but that was not the list. That. 
Yeah, right. I agree. But that was not the list at all. Like there were games from all multi-platform games all over the place. So anyway, NBA Street Volume Two made this list. <clears throat> yes, which apparently which, is a good game. I, you know what? But NBA Street Volume Two can't make the list, and Resident Evil Four not get mentioned. That is, I agree. And also, like one of the last two or three games that was mentioned in the whole thing, and they were like, "Oh yeah." Animal Crossing did come out too, didn't it? Right. It almost didn't get mentioned. Also, <laughs> it was it was a farce. I say farce. <laughs> one of the most one of the most important games <clears throat> to be on the GameCube that kind of set out uh, the future of this juggernaut that is Animal Crossing. Now started mm-hmm. on well, I know there's an N64 version in Japan, but as far as America, started on the GameCube. So yep. Anyway, absolutely, absolutely. It's just it's mind blowing. I don't get it. And yeah. we we walked out of that panel and went, you know what? Some of that was fun and all, but I can't even take that list seriously. They like, were mentioning some of the most obscure, like, RPGs. Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man versus, <laughs> versus or no, what was it? it was, what was it called? Uh, the maybe. Pac-Man game that know. when it came out, everybody was so disappointed. They were so disappointed at E3 when they showed that game that the next year, they had to show a video for Zelda because everybody said like their stocks tanked after the Pac-Man thing. And that mm-hmm. game made the list. Is it a bad game? It's not a bad game. In fact, it's kind of a fun game, mm-hmm. but to leave off, wait, was, uh, was Zelda, um, oh, Wind Waker what, was on. Wind Waker was on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wind Waker was on mm-hmm. there. Okay. How about one of, one of the guys on the panel put it on. Okay. So it was, gotcha. it was on from the beginning. What was the Zelda game that was also on Wii and GameCube? With the wolf. It's uh That one. That one. Yep. I only got Tears of the Kingdom in my brain right now. Sorry. Uh, Zelda I... with Wolf. <clears throat> wolf Zelda. What was that game? Wolf Zelda. It is called Twilight Princess. Yeah, Twilight Princess. Yes, was not mentioned either. I do not believe. Nope. So. It was not. It was just, it was, it was, it was crazy to me. It makes me want to take an episode and do the top 15 essential games for GameCube just to fix it. I think we should. I think we should. That would too. be amazing. So, invite if you guys want to see that, please let us know because we'll, <clears throat> we'll do it. We'll and do I can it. tell we you this right do... now, Resident Evil 4 will be on that list. <laughs> 100%. We also should do um, uh, Dreamcast. We should do a top 15 games on dreamcast too yeah i think that's one of those things too that there are a lot of people that uh play games nowadays that maybe aren't as familiar with the dreamcast or what the dreamcast catalog was like and if we came up with a top 15 for a dreamcast i think people would be a little mind blown at to like be a little mind blown to how many of the games they're playing now started there oh yeah for sure they're like oh that was there <laughs> sonic adventure 2 battle Made it onto the top fifteen, which I do love. Me some Sonic Adventure too. Originally a Dreamcast game, though, so it's just mm-hmm. interesting. You would put yep. that on GameCube top, you know, essentials. But anyway, it's it's a good game. I, I don't oh, think it's your favorite, but we, we won't get to it. I'm done. I'm done. It's <laughs> not, but it's just oh my goodness. So yeah, I don't know if that panel's online anywhere, but if you want to, if you want, if you're ever in a mood to be infuriated, go find it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I sat there the whole time just uh, rocking back and forth in my chair. You know, mm-hmm. they wouldn't let us exit. They blocked the doors. I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> That's funny. But that was our time at PAX. We had a good time. I, honestly, you could go, we talked about it. You could go for all four days and not do everything or maybe barely Absolutely. do Absolutely. And I recommend um, going to PAX. Like if you're in the area or you want to take a trip to Boston. Boston's a great place. A little cold when PAX is here, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's worth going to. It's fun. Absolutely. And if you do do that, I said do-do, then <laughs> hit us up. We'll gladly, we'll go, we'll go hang out. That'd be great. I don't charge a lot for autographs. It's, um... <laughs> I, ch- I charge one uh, GameCube 15 essential games list for autographs. That's what I charge. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's good. But I do shrewd bucks, but anyway. Some news that came out today, you know, PAX is put on by Repop. Mm-hmm. And Repop has uh, not been doing so well as of today. PAX was great. Uh, PAX was phenomenal. 
Repop has some issues. I'm going to read this from IGN.com. Titled, E3 has been canceled. Almost a year after announcing its return, the Entertainment Software Association announced today to members that this year's Electronic Entertainment Expo has been canceled. Uh, IGN can confirm. Two sources have confirmed uh, to IGN the organization announced the cancellation via email sent out to its members today. The email said that while E3, quote, remains a beloved event brand, end quote, that the version, quote, simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry, end quote. The ESA concludes the email by reiterating its commitment to advocacy work and the uh, but it does not mention undertaking the show again in future years. Um, I'm trying to see how much of this I want to read. Uh, I will read uh, in the uh, following the report, the ESA issued the following public statement from Kyle Marsden Kish, Global VP of Gaming from ReadPop. This was a difficult decision because of all the effort we and our partners put toward making this event happen, but we had to do what was right for the industry and what's right for E3. We appreciate and understand that interested companies wouldn't have playable demos ready and that resourcing challenges made it made being e- at E3 this summer an obstacle that we they couldn't overcome. For those who did commit to E3 2023, we're sorry we can't put on the showcase you deserve and that you've come to expect from Read Pop's event uh, experiences. And I'm going to Fast forward a little bit in this article, E3's return for this year was announced last June alongside the confirmation that E3 2022 had been canceled. The news comes as multiple big names in the industry from Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, and more recently Ubisoft announced that it would not be attending E3 in any capacity with most opting to host its own digital showcases. So, PAX good, E3 less so. Yeah, um, PAX, PAX East was the E3 of this year, apparently, so... Uh, apparently the question is, is this the last we hear from E3? I think that, that I think, yes, it's possible for sure. I think with the exception that maybe 10 years down the road, something changes as leadership changes in some of these, you know, corporations Mm -hmm. and stuff, maybe some Mm -hmm. of that stuff comes around and they do one eventually. But I think as far as like coming back, yeah, I think it's like probably not happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, man, what a downturn! I mean, literally yeah. five years from five years ago, and then continuing backwards. E three was like the most like that's what I look forward to the most every summer. Every year, yeah, every, it was like every year. Yeah, it was Christmas for video gamers. It was. It really yeah. was. It was. I would some, secretly stream the E three conferences while I was at work and. Uh, <laughs> And hope that nobody noticed, but, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a big deal and I am really kind of sad about it actually. Cause, um, Mm -hmm. one of the greatest, there's two greatest, can we share our greatest moments from E3 real quick? Absolutely. Uh, never been in person, always wanted to never got to go in person. Mm -hmm. Um, but number one greatest moment was when they showed twilight princess, a twilight princess turned out to be. By number, one, I'm not saying the number one greatest. I'm saying number one, like the first thing I'm talking about. Yep, uh, it yep. turned out to be a not quite as great a game as I think most people hoped it would be, but it was still cool. It was a you know a mature, more mature looking Zelda, and that's what everybody mm-hmm. was looking for at the time. Because after Wind Waker, people hated it, but now everybody loves it. That's a whole thing. But yeah, when that when that trailer rolled, people were just like losing their minds over it. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I'm I'm weeping um, <laughs> on the floor, gnashing of teeth. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's, that's that one. And then the other one was just a couple of years ago is when they showed Shinmu three mm-hmm. and I lost it. Like I was like, this is, I can't believe, I thought this day would never come. Speaking of Dreamcast, I thought this day would never come. And, yeah. uh, there it was. And, and I went and pre or uh, went to Kickstarter, Kickstarter, I think that night mm-hmm. and pre-ordered it or whatever you did on Kickstarter and then waited like two years or three years or whatever it was for it to actually come out. And then was a little bit disappointed. It wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. But all that said, those moments, mm-hmm. I don't know how we're going to get those anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, it's with the exception of, of Summer Game Fest and Jeff Keighley um, continuing to grow. He is because I mean, he's growing that brand so quickly. 
And mm-hmm. if hopefully it'll grow to the point where it becomes what E3 was in terms of announcements, where all the big boys are there announcing something every time. Or yeah. where, you know, Xbox feels like, oh, well, we got to have a big announcement there because we know PlayStation's going to. Or, you know, I, I hope that it gets to that point. Um, between Summer Game Fest and Video Game Awards, because there's actually some good stuff there, too, that, that sometimes can fit that same, you know, get that same pop. Um, sure. But it's just not not for a whole show. That's not really yeah, what it's all I about. Th- yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's that one more thing type deal that you can do. Mm-hmm. With like a an exclusive um, uh, show, so like when when um, Xbox gets up or PlayStation gets up or Nintendo gets up and they do their whole deal, they reveal their console or they show like a new game. They do that. Oh, one more thing, and he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out uh, a DS for the first time that we'd never seen before. It's like, oh my gosh, how did we not know that this was coming? Or he pulls out the Switch controller. You see Miyamoto come out with uh, all my memories are Nintendo memories. Um, but Miyamoto come out with a Legend of Zelda shield and and doing mm-hmm. all this st- stuff with the sword and uh, you know all because it's getting ready to talk about uh, Skyward Sword and it's like mm-hmm. all these memories. I just I hope we get them again. I love the live shows for all their foibles mm-hmm. too. Like uh, fun. Do you remember the Wii music stuff? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. That was that was that was a uh, great in a terrible way. Um, but absolutely. Yeah. Um. I miss the live shows just a little bit for that reason. <laughs> the oh, cringe absolutely. factor, if nothing else. <laughs> absolutely. No, my favorite moment was the announcement of Shinmo 3 as well. Um, yeah. If you're, if again, if you need something else to do, you can go on YouTube and just search Shinmo 3 announcement reaction. And there's a lot of really good ones. People lost their mind. Uh, but Did you guys react my, to that? Because I, bro- I don't know if. My brother and I were in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, and he got us a ticket to a movie theater that was showing E3 live and they gave us like credentials as if we were going into E3 and we got some goodies That's cool. for it. So we weren't cool. in E3, but we were like the next closest thing, next best thing in Columbus, and, Ohio. Right. And I just loved, <laughs> I, cause the, when they, when the feather comes on screen and they do the Shinmu announcement, it's the reaction in the movie theater was the exact same as it seemed to be where they announced it, where half of the building went bonkers. Mm-hmm. Like we stood mm-hmm. up and was clapping and the other half of the people are like, I've never heard of this game. Yeah, and it was funny. Great. Yeah. It was so cool. It was so cool. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know where or how you plan to get these moments again. Yeah. Um, like I said, with the one exception of, I mean, Summer Game Fest is the only option. So I hope that he grows his brand to be able to do some of those things where yeah. people want to we'll do see. that. But that's the, there's not really another option other than they're just all going to do their, uh, their own thing. I mean, Sony's kind of doing it, done its own thing for two years anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know um, what they call Columbus, Ohio, right? Um, I don't. The Los Angeles of the Midwest. That's what I hear. I, that's true. <laughs> I have heard that. <laughs> um, no, she's <laughs> always, uh, anybody listening in Columbus is going like, does anyone, does anyone say before? <laughs> Uh, Columbus is great. I've been to Columbus. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it was it was actually really cool. But um, so yeah, no more E three. Sad times, but good year for video games so far. And there's a lot more coming so ahead. Yeah. So be prepared, everybody. Go out and buy MLB the Show so I can whoop you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to see what everybody makes in Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I, I really That's am. Right. I'm almost looking mm-hmm. this forward to the YouTube videos that I watch going to bed at night as yep. I, as actually playing the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Nintendo has historically not been the most uh, Twitch streamed console by any stretch of the imagination. I think Animal Crossing yeah. kind of put a dent in that. Animal Crossing was even probably more than they even imagined it would be when it comes to how viral it kind of went because yeah. of the time it came out and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but i feel like this this could this could be a big change in that this could be um a number one streamed game for a hot minute yeah i could see that yep so be kind of cool mm-hmm. well that is going to do it for us here today uh it, you don't know this it is 8 40 and we started trying to record this thing at about 6 10 because of technical difficulties we made it through boys 
we did. So uh, I hope that this is the greatest episode you've ever heard because it took us the longest one to record as anyone we've ever done. So mm-hmm. if you would, like I said, go find us on all the places, YouTube, iTunes. Uh, I listen to it on Google Podcasts whenever I'm not on um, Spotify. It's on all the things. Go find it, please. Um, you know, like, share, rate, comment, all the fun stuff. It really does help us out. And um, yeah, I hope you guys uh, have a great Friday. And enjoy playing some games. We will see you later. Absolutely. See you later. Oh, let's break it.